one very important position of need has not been discussed by me and it needs to be now let's discuss you are locked on cardinals your daily arizona cardinals podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day I'm in Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Please go to the YouTube channel. Search Locked On Arizona Cardinals. Hit that subscribe button. Turn notifications on so you can see my big dumb face. You get a little bing whenever the aforementioned big dumb face is uh, present and spouting words hopefully coherently and in sentences with proper grammar for the most part. Yeah. Uh, please go leave a review. Um, if you want to drop five stars for me anywhere you listen, uh, as I've mentioned multiple times before, I've had some unruly fans from other teams um, not like things that I've said about their team and they've kind of jettisoned my, uh, my rating. So if you so desire every day, as you know, I'm just happy that you're here. Uh, and if this is your first listen to Locked On Cardinals, thank you. And hopefully you'll be coming every day or by making tomorrow your second listen. This episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I've done you a disservice. In all the hullabaloo of Marvin Harrison Jr. to be or not to be, free agents, uh, Cliff Kingsbury getting another job. I've been blinded by the fact, or I've been blinded to the fact, temporarily, temporary blinding, that 2023 was the year of the injured quarterback. The Cardinals were front-loaded because they knew it was coming. Uh, other teams, not so much. The one thing that I haven't discussed that's absolutely necessary moving forward. And this is a big pivot for me, even though the player who I was championing to start only got one start on the road against Cleveland the week before Kyler Murray came back and played terribly uh, against, at that time, the best defense in the NFL, hands down. Um, this is a pivot. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals need a solid backup to be able to pivot if Kyler Murray were to get injured, obviously you never wish injury on anybody, whether it be the quarterback for the future for the Cardinals or your most rivaled enemy. You know, you just don't wish anybody to get injured. At least rational people don't. If, if you do, then you got some looking in the mirror to do. But the Cardinals need a backup quarterback, solid one, somebody who can come in and run Drew Pexing's offense in the same, you know, similarly to how Kyler Murray ran it, just like Joshua Dobbs did, even though that was the, you know, it was backwards because we didn't know what Kyler Murray was going to be in this offense because he had never run it before. Doesn't matter. Same kind of thing where you have some flexibility with legs, have an arm to be able to throw the ball down the field, and just, you know, have a grasp on the offense. And there's a couple names, and I've sourced these names with my esteemed colleagues in the Lockdown NFL Twitter chat. Um, just There's just a couple names that, that came up. And it's it's important to discuss. Uh, Matt Miller from ESPN put out his most recent mock draft. I'm going to discuss that in the second segment. Um, it's kind of the same names, 
I think the interesting part about mock drafts now is not just, oh, this is the one that was chosen for the Cardinals. You also got to look a couple names around top bottom of the picks, namely 27 and their pick at 36, because those are the players that are probably going to be in that area. So if the player that was picked in the mock isn't there, you can kind of see position groups, names, get familiar with potential guys. And that allows me, because I mean, I haven't watched film on everybody. I mean, there's a million players, but you take the people that are smarter than you, you kind of have them, you kind of see trends with names in specific areas in the draft and you go watch film on that. And then you, you know, pick guys you think would be the best for the Cardinals. And then um, the running back position is another one. Like this is a, a full podcast about things that I don't talk about a lot. So obviously mock drafts in the second segment, but backup quarterback running back aren't two position groups. That I really talk about because they're not the greatest position of need at this point, obviously. Uh, but pivoting back to um, pivoting back to the quarterback position, Jameis Winston is a name that, that rings out. And when I thought Jameis Winston, I'm like, okay, so this is what I see in Jameis Winston. One, a guy who wants through 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions in a season. Two, a guy, and this is, it doesn't matter how you get there, but it's, this is how I got there. You know that Mike Evans and Chris Godwin were always relevant in fantasy football with Jameis Winston at quarterback, always. What does that mean? Well, he, he can huck it, okay? He can huck it. He's got an arm. He turns the ball over more than you'd like to see, and that's why he's a backup quarterback at this point in his career. And also, he would be a very, very serviceable backup quarterback who could make the throws for the most part that Kyler Murray can make. And, you know, he he's the backup. He would be the backup version of Kyler Murray. And I think you could do a lot worse than Jameis Winston. So what I did was I reached out to one of my dear friends with this network. He also happens to be my immediate boss in Ross Jackson, uh, host of Locked on Saints. And I was like, what would it be like for Jameis Winston to be in this locker room? And he said, I mean, he used the word glue. He said that, you know, this guy is... He, he would be fantastic for this organization. And something like that coming from Ross, where, you know, he's around this team every day. He saw what it was like with Derek Carr and, you know, the benching of Derek Carr and using Taysom, Taysom Hill and like, oh, is James the guy? Like things like that. Like it's the be- the best part about a solid tight, uh, tight end, solid quarterback is for stability in the locker room and on the field. And, you know, team building, culture, everything like that is, He's not a direct threat to the quarterback, the starting quarterback, which is important. Like, it sounds dumb. It's like, well, Kyler Murray just perform and he won't be a threat. Stop. Like, you don't want to bring in, like, the Cardinals aren't going to draft a quarterback at four to, like, I think it was, it's actually Joy Taylor who said this, uh, formerly of Fox Sports with with Cowherd and and elsewhere. um, Very smart. She said, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. And that's the thing where it's like, there has to be a line of demarcation with talent from backup to starter. Luckily, when you have a star quarterback that starts, it's not an issue. And Jameis Winston would not pose that threat. Where it's like, oh, are you going to ever bench Kyler Murray for Jameis Winston? No. But he's a guy who could come in. He's great for the locker room, great for the culture, great for the team. And he would add value even if he didn't play that much. So that's one. And the other name is, you know, a player who has had kind of a star-crossed career. Uh, it was in Cleveland, third game of the year. I think it was Thursday night football. Went off a concussion. Baker Mayfield took over. Was with the Chargers and had the awful 
uh, doctor mishap where he had a collapsed lung because of a needle that was put too close to his lung and Justin Herbert took over. Like, uh, it's Tyrod Taylor. Like, and this one, I didn't even think about this one. I'm going to give Pat Trena, the host of Locked on Giants, credit for this. If if Tyrod Taylor is a free agent next year, that would be another guy who I think would be fantastic for this offense. A guy that can run the offense. He's stable. His floor is a lot higher than other backup quarterbacks. And we've seen how bad backup quarterbacks can be because 2023, the year of the backup quarterback. And Tyrod Taylor down the line, you know, at later on in the year, they almost beat the, the Eagles with a massive comeback. Like Tyrod Taylor and Jameis Winston are two guys that I think in this, like, you can't have quarterbacks who just stand in the pocket anymore. You can't. Like Colt McCoy, even if he was still, the, say, say he was 36 or 37, like say he was still, still has, Say so he still had the arm strength that he did with during his first couple of years with the Cardinals. I'd much rather have a guy with Clayton Toon's skill set to be able to run this offense like it's supposed to be run. And I think Jameis Winston and Tyrod Taylor would be two fantastic additions, not only to the team on the field, to back up Kyler Murray in case of injury, but also a veteran presence in the locker room because this roster is going to get younger before it gets older. It's going to get much younger with all of the rookies coming in. Of course, they're going to add free agents, et cetera. But this team needs as much veteran leadership as possible in any position. And that's why I think James Wentz and Tyra Taylor would be two great ideas. I know it's very early, and, and, and we'll kind of see where everything falls, but could be a lot worse with either of those two backing up Kyler Murray in 2024. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Alex Clancy here. Please go to the YouTube channel. Search Locked on Arizona Cardinals. Hit that subscribe button. And um, – Leave a like and uh, yeah, cool. Mock draft reaction. That's what it says on the overlay right there. Your left, your left, my right, or both of our rights. I have no idea. I'm not great with directions. What did Matt Miller of ESPN tout as the right picks for the Cardinals in his most recent mock draft? I'll hit that next. We're all on here. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by LinkedIn. So when you're a small business and you're hiring, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn, it's not another job board, man. LinkedIn is a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't hire anywhere else. LinkedIn does all the things that help you while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is also brought to you by FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seats on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some bets. And FanDuel has so many different ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl, who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which player will score a touchdown, 
how many points will be scored. They've got over-unders on, you know, different yardages and receptions and, you know, everything in between. FanDuel's your one-stop shop, man. And new customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports book partner of the NFL. The backup quarterback conversation is fascinating. And this isn't just, you know, February 6th, like, oh, there's so much to talk about. The rest of the season is, the last season's not over yet. Imagine having a set and forget backup quarterback, like like Cole McCoy was when you sparing, like, sure, when Kyler Murray tore his ACL. A backup quarterback is good for about two or three games. Three is pushing it. You have the combination of opposing teams not having tape on that player as much recently because more times than not, they're holding a clipboard. And also because they're game planning for other positions, like not having Kyler Murray on the field and having Kyler Murray on the field, opposing defenses are, you know, game planning for different things. I think James Winston and or James Winston or Tyra Taylor would be fantastic fits for exactly where the Cardinals want to go in the backup quarterback role. If Kyler Ordovitz time, which obviously you hope doesn't happen. Now, Matt Miller from ESPN, uh, great, great draft mind. Uh, he put out his most recent mock draft, and they're for, it's for first two rounds. And the uh, spoiler alert: the Cardinals get guess who they took at number four? Marvin Harrison Jr. The cool part about this is he compared Marvin Harrison Jr. to a taller DeAndre Hopkins, which is the most glowing. Like DeAndre Hopkins, if you've if you've been an everyday for a long time, you know that I've loved DeAndre Hopkins since he was with Houston when he got traded to the Cardinals. I was like, man, my probably my favorite wide receiver in the NFL is now on the team that I cover, the team that I have worked in the media market and radio for over a decade. It's like this is incredible. If Marvin Harrison Jr. is a taller and, and faster version of DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins was never a fast guy. Didn't have to be. Caught everything. He always got to where he needed to go, even though it looked like he was running in, in quicksand. It didn't matter. Didn't matter. You don't have to be fast to be great. That was kind of, you know, sparked my eye a little bit. Because, listen, I haven't said it yet. I haven't said it officially yet, but I'm almost ready to throw in the towel and just go with the masses here. Um, with who the Cardinals should take it for. The interesting part about this mock draft is Malik Neighbors and Roma Dunze went five and six. Now, Malik Neighbors going five isn't an, an aberration, uh, even though they could go, the Chargers could go offensive line because they've had so many issues with that recently. But, you know, they did draft Rashawn Slater and Zion Johnson and et cetera. So they've got there. So it looks like Malik Neighbors will go five. But Roma Dunze going six is, you know, I think there's going to be a long run of wide receivers right away. Um, and then at 27, he has the Cardinals taking J.C. Latham uh, tackle from Alabama. Now, I, I looked up a little film on him. I read a little bit after, you know, before doing this, before doing this segment. And the dude had a, he balled out in 2022. Okay. Had a kind of little bit of a regression in 2023. And that's what, you know, that's what uh, Matt said in his blurb here. Um, 340 pounds would allow Parrish Johnson Jr. to go play in his natural position of left tackle. And then you draft an Alabama right tackle. These are the players that do well in the NFL. Big schools, and sure, you've got your Wisconsin Whitewaters. You've, you've got that. But, um, you know, having 
an SEC right tackle, especially Alabama, going at 27 for the Cardinals. Uh, and, and Matt Miller said uh, this guy would be potentially a top 15 pick if, like, if he were to have come out after 2022. I don't even think he was eligible, but like after a 2022 year that he had, he might have been a top 15 pick. Um, so that's good. I mean, it's it's something that the Cardinals need. It's a position of need. And if they do choose to move Paris Johnson to the left side, which I'm assuming would be determined probably before free agency, especially before the draft, so they can you know draft accordingly. At 35, I said 36 at the top, sorry, 35, Nate Wiggins, cornerback out of Clemson, uh, 4-3-40, 6-2, um, you know, man coverage, uh, and can dominate the line of scrimmage. So if 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 you want to go corner in the second round, you're going to need a guy like that who you can put in and, and play right away. You know, Kool-Aid McKinstry was going in the late 20s. Uh, a couple players around. Oh, I didn't do this yet. Sorry. Uh, at 27 with, with J.C. Latham, uh, the guys that went around him, Cooper DeGene from Iowa, Keon Coleman went 24 to Dallas, a wide receiver out of Florida State. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jackson Powers Johnson, center from Oregon. Obviously, that's not somebody the Cardinals are going to be targeting. Um, Darius Robinson, a really good defensive end from Missouri. And then Jordan Morgan at 31, the offensive tackle from Arizona, who didn't have the greatest senior bowl. And he could, you could definitely see him slip towards the end of the first round. Um, and then, you know, pivoting towards the second round, you've got a big-time school corner that the Cardinals could be able to plug and play right away. I'm assuming that they would sign at least one, if not two, def- uh, veteran corners this this offseason to be able to make that severe weakness right now at least a B-level strength. It'll make Jalen Thompson and Buda Baker's job a lot easier, and it'll allow the pass rush, if not, you know, going from outhouse to penthouse in one offseason, at least more manageable if they can add a little talent there, but they've got even more talent in the secondary. That's something the Arizona Cardinals desperately need. And if you draft a corner in the second round, you have a couple of veterans that you sign, could be a recipe for success a lot more quickly than people thought initially, especially after last season and what we saw. So, you know, there's going to be a million of these. Um, and it, we'll see. I mean, at least like, the one saving grace here during this process is you're seeing national media members, mock draft people finding the positions of need for the Cardinals. I just texted, I was texting with Brad Spielberg who had on last week, my buddy from pro football focus. And I was like, thanks man. Like keep turning out this content. This is killer. Uh, there was a free agent one that I haven't hit yet. Um, and he mentioned to me that, Offensive line and defensive line, that free agent class is coming out. And he said, you might see some Cardinals, potential landing spots there. So good things to come for the Arizona Cardinals. And you're you're seeing that. And this doesn't hold any sort of real weight. But the beauty of where the Cardinals are right now is it's obvious where they need help. It's obvious. I feel like even Steve Keim couldn't mess this draft up with drafting position of need. It's easy to say that because he's not, he's not in charge. But when it's so clear cut that you know, I mean they need help pretty much everywhere, but interior defensive line, corner, pass rush, like wide receiver. It's obvious. It's awesome to see that, you know, I don't know, that 
you know, a, a safety isn't mocked for the Cardinals in the second round or something like that. Everything, everything is in lockstep for the Cardinals to have a clear roadmap on what to do in the draft, obviously predicated upon what they do in free agency. But all you got to do is play the hits, man. Draft positions of need, a guy that's actually performed and not have it be future pacing and have guys that could be impact makers in year one and year two and the year off to the races. Easier said than done, but this mock draft season has got me juiced up. I'm stoked. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Should the Cardinals draft a free agent running back or draft a running back, sign a free agent running back, or neither? Let's discuss that as we roll on here. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by DoorDash. Um, okay. Big game coming up this weekend. And, you know, it's like, okay, you you need your snacks, you need your things. Do you want to go to the store? Do you want to make all this stuff? Or do you want to enjoy the day? Do you want to enjoy watching, you know, Locked on NFL today with for all of your, you know, updated information and just order the food that you want? Say you love Mexican food in Scottsdale. One of my favorite places is Julio 2's, DoorDash. Don't have traditional delivery? DoorDash. If you want some lighter fare, Postino's got these 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 boards like these uh um th these boards that are you know lighter fare but still can be like finger food eating. You don't want to eat super unhealthy on you know during the big game. It's there's so many different options at DoorDash that makes your life easier around watching sports. Okay, you get fifty percent up to a ten dollar value when you spend fifteen dollars or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. Subject to change. Terms do apply. Again, that's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend 15 bucks or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23, subject to change. Terms apply. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is also brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. This roster is going to look very different in 2024. I think the stat was there was just under 45% players retained by the Arizona Cardinals that were on the roster at the end of the 2022 season. I don't know how many players are going to be on this roster from last year to this year. Like this could be a massive and complete overhaul and will be in some capacity, just depending on where on the spectrum it lies. You know, it, it's going to be, uh, this is when I said, this is Arizona Cardinals and name only moving forward. We're really going to see that this year. You've got your pillars. You've got your start. You've got your veterans, the guys that have been there forever. Fine. And then it's like, the whole cornerback room, save Garrett Williams, maybe Antonio Hamilton. The interior defensive line, how many names are gonna are gonna be kept there? Rashad Lawrence was was cut before the 2023 season started. Is Lucky Foto next? Is he shown enough? 
Is Jonathan Ledbetter going to be retained? He's been on IR. He was on IR to, to end the season. He showed flashes. Is LJ Collier? Remember LJ Collier? He showed flashes early on and then got hurt and was out for the rest of the year. Are they going to bring him back? He's still pretty young. Or just, just going to be a massive overhaul of free agents and uh, and draft picks. And I will say, because I've, I've had people reach out to me, they're like, well, listen, I thought that you talked about this entire thing where it's like, it's hard to build a culture when you have free agents coming from everywhere. Yes, true. And this is still part of the transitional period. There's going to be expectations in 2024, unlike 2023. Regardless of if people are short-sighted, like, nope, Drew Petz and Jonathan, and they suck. Look at the record. Okay. I can't do anything for you. If you're just going to think that simply, I can't. I can't make you exercise your brain muscle if you refuse to look past one 17-game slate with this team that was devoid of talent without Kyler Murray for nine weeks. That's fine. To each their own. If you're in that, if you're in that camp, cool. And you can build a culture when this is still kind of in the the newborn phase. I think something like that. I think that's close enough, right? Where it's Maybe the toddler phase. Maybe the toddler phase of the organization. It was newborn last year. Toddler phase this year where there's momentum gained starting to walk. Like a toddler, like they're all, you know, bow-legged. <laughs> um, I don't know if, do toddlers walk? I don't, I don't have kids. I don't know what the age is. What is it, two years? Um, anyways, you like how I don't edit these? This is just my stream of consciousness. When I go off on these tangents, I could talk about you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you can still build a culture with free because you see, you see the foundation in place. Jonathan Gannon, coordinators, Monty Austin Fort, Kyler Murray, the veterans, the pillars is what I call them. And you saw like, we weren't the only ones that saw the difference last year. Free agents saw the difference. It was their greatest audition for free agents was last season with Jonathan Gannon. It was fantastic. Everybody played hard. Everybody, they were in games, way more games than they should be before Kyler Murray came back. They could have won five out of their first seven games, truly. So when you look at roster building, with drafting or signing a free agent or neither. And let, let's do the neither first. Michael Carter looked fine. Okay. He had flashes, scored a couple touchdowns. Uh, he looked to be a nice, you know, thunder and lightning. I, I hate that, but you know, thunder and lightning. That was the Ron Dane and uh, Tiki Barber thing with, with the giants. He, he was a change of pace back is what they're calling people, what they're calling him now. Um, I think he's more than just a third down gadget guy. And they used him as such, especially when, when, uh, when James Conner was out. I mean, Amari DiMarcato, like, there are guys. But listen, this is the thing that's very important to understand, in my humblest of opinions. You have to have, just like a solid backup quarterback, a two- to three-person deep running back room that can fill, if people get injured, somebody's having an off night, you play better against this defensive scheme, whatever, you need to have three guys that you can trust in the backfield. You have your leader in James Conner, okay? But he can only... He shouldn't be touching the ball more than 60% of the time. If, you know, if at all possible, you can't give him the ball 25 times in a game, whether it be catching the ball or running it. He's it's, it's not going to work that way. We saw it in 2021. 
when Cliff Kingsbury couldn't figure out any other way to move the ball except for give the ball to James Conner. So is Michael Carter enough? Maybe. Do they need to add another one? Is Amari DiMarcato like the second year in this system with an upgraded offensive line and Kyler Murray calling the plays and, and under center or in shotgun? Are those three enough? Maybe. That's an option. Should they draft a running back? They've got three third-round picks. Okay, I find it wildly hard to believe that they would use uh, a second-round pick on a running back. And the running backs, like, none of them are all-world, okay? you got Blake Corum, who's a senior. Like, you don't want a guy that has – it's just – it's so much so – especially with Minnesota – Miami's uh, – I missed them both on that. With Michigan's offense that was so predicated upon the run, he got – he got beat up for four years. Like, would you use one of the third-round picks on a running back? I could see that. That's something you could get behind, okay? I think that signing a free agent running back on either a James Conner prove-it deal would probably be a little bit more than that. But, like, they've got money to spend. If you sign a one-year or two-year deal for eight mil with five mil guarantee, it's not going to break the bank. You can definitely spend money on a running back and not make it egregious. And... It's not a guy like, you know, uh, I mean, he really showed that Minnesota is right. It's not a guy like Dalvin Cook, okay, because he lost his burst, all right? But there are plenty of veteran running backs out there who just really haven't gotten a shot, who could be serviceable to back up James Conner. And maybe, maybe it's maybe it's Michael Carter. I thought he was great. I, I tweeted out right, you know, a couple of games into him being here. I'm like, first of all, right when they signed him, like, that's a steal. For those who don't know, he was the running back mate to um to he was in oh my god why can't he think uh to the to the starting running back in, in Denver at, at North Carolina and they both balled out Javante Williams yikes they both balled out okay Drake May was their quarterback or uh Sam Howell was their quarterback they had a high powered offense like it could be a lot worse than Michael Carter. Maybe he'll be the guy, especially with a with an entire offseason. Like we see this so much though. When a player gets picked up mid-season off waivers, or just who just waived and, and didn't and you know cleared waivers and was just signed as a free agent, that it's like, oh, well, it was just kind of this year thing, you know, good luck. Maybe they find money somewhere else with a better opportunity, something like that. I'll tell you what, there's gonna be a lot of attempts for running backs who are on the Arizona Cardinals as long as Drew Petzing is the offensive coordinator. So there's a couple different ways the Cardinals could go. Maybe they draft one and sign one. I don't know. It's going to be low impact on the on the salary cap. They're not going to give money to a top free agent. They're not going to go out and get Austin Eckler unless Austin Eckler wants to come in for one year, five mil. Sure. Why the hell not? But chances are it's either going to be drafting one, doing nothing, or signing a veteran free agent for like one year, $2 million or something that isn't going to break the bank, that's going to add some talent, it's going to bolster some talent in the running back room. The Cardinals need to run the ball effectively like they did last year. Even more so this year. And I think that the less you need Kyler Murray to run the ball, the better the chance you have of him staying healthy throughout the year, the better the chance his running back room thrives the better the chance play action can just eat down the field to Marvin Harrison Jr. wearing number 18 on game day, you'd assume, and Trey McBride, et cetera. That's how you build an offense from a skill position standpoint, especially in, 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 a, in an offense that relies so heavily on the play action. And listen, as long as they don't just go out and give $20 million to a running back, which they won't, 
the Cardinals will add talent to that running back room, which is another box you can check off in an effort to look at this roster and find strengths. Because as of right now, they ain't got any. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Remember, without you, there is no me. I'll talk to you tomorrow.